Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe. We've got a bunch to talk about today, but before we do that, let's go ahead and head into our first segment. List building with Joe. In today's list, we're going to look at the Rebellion, and uh, with the new way of building out chips with loadout points and all that stuff, I kind of wanted to revisit some old lists that were good in the past, and in this particular one, the For You, but I wanted to update it a little bit to uh, make it a little bit more effective in the new environment where we're dealing with scenarios and things like that. So without further ado, here's what we got. So we start with Saul Guerrero, and Saul is running Hopeful, Ursa Ren, Receptive Copilot, Contraband Cybernetics, and Pivot Wing. Flying next to Saul is Magva Yaro with Elusive, Jen Urso, The Child, and Pivot Wing. Then you've got Cassian Andor with Elusive, K2SO, Hull Upgrade, and Pivot Wing. And the Force Ship, you'll notice, isn't a U-Wing, but I think it's a good use of... Uh, points and options, so it's Ezra Bridger in the Shethapede-class shuttle with Leia Organa and Hull Upgrade. So what you've got here is you've got your your initial U-Wings uh, kind of up there, maybe uh, Cassian and Saul up front. Ezra's hanging out in the back. Magva's hanging out in the back. And you're making it difficult. You're prioritizing Magva because she's reducing the offense of every ship out there. You've got the child on her, uh, which is going to kind of negate those target locks that you're going to see from the child, because they can only re-roll one die with them. And then she's got Elusive, which is going to recharge a lot with the red stop maneuver. Um, you've got Jen Urso to give her kind of those evades. And then you've got uh, Ezra and Leia, to kind of dial those things back for when you when you need to, and then Cassian and Saul and Saul's going to be beeping up beefing up the offense of everyone. So again, you've got this this kind of multifaceted list that is just there and can stay around objectives relatively easy, which I think is is the point. And it's going to pack a punch and make it difficult to take out those ships. So, uh, anyway, that's the list. Let me know what you think. Alright, let's move on to our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. First question, what tools are allowed during setup? OP. I remember seeing that a player may use any component tool during setup, range rulers, maneuver templates, etc., as long as they do not extend beyond range 1 of the player's edge. However, I cannot find this in the rules reference or tournament rules. Can you confirm this? Thank you. Answer. From the tournament regulations document, page 4. Custom setup templates designed to aid, aid players in ship deployment or other custom-made tools are not allowed. Players can only use their range rulers and maneuver templates within range 1 of that player's edge to help them set up formations during deployment. Alright, next 
Question. Null initiative. OP. Does Null's initiative change to zero when losing a shield or taking a whole damage? Answer. Null's TIFO pilot ability reads, while you are not damaged, treat your initiative value as seven. From the rules reference under damage, a ship is damaged when it has at least one damage card. A ship is critically damaged when it has at least one face-up damage card. Next question. Click versus Grand Inquisitor. OP. Hello, folks. How does it work in the interaction between Grand Inquisitor, Pilot, and Click, Pilot? Specifically, in the case Click has target lock on the Grand Inquisitor or on his target, which player active their effect first? Attacker, Defender, or by initiative? Two, if the Inquisitor modifies first, can Click spend a charge to prevent the rain bonus granted by the Inquisitor's ability? Three, if Click uses his ability for a range 3 shot, does it block both the range 1 bonus granted by the Inquisitor and the range 3 bonus? 4. If Click modifies first, can I spend Click charge when the, when the Inquisitor make a shot from range 2 to 3? Does this prevent the Inquisitor from using his pilot ability? Answer. Because both abilities trigger while the player defends or performs an attack, player order will determine how they are entered in the ability queue. However, no matter the player order, Click, Nimbus Class V-Wing, prevents the range bonus. If Grand Inquisitor, TIE Advance V-1, is player 1, the range bonus is triggered, then Click can trigger to prevent it. If Grand Inquisitor is player 2, Click triggers first, preventing range bonuses, preventing the Grand Inquisitor from triggering. The only difference is if Grand Inquisitor is player 1, he can spin the force only to have the benefit denied. With that in mind, Number one, player order. Number two, yes. Number three, yes. Number four, yes. Next question, Han Solo Gunner, Rebel. OP, does Han Solo Gunner allow you to double tap on Miranda, for example, once at initiative seven and four in different arcs? Answer, yes. Han Solo Gunner, Rebel, allows a ship to perform a bonus turret attack at initiative seven. Next question, Sienna Ree and Discipline. OP, if Sienna Ree is stressed and a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, can she remove her stress using her pilot ability and then use Discipline, or can she not add to the queue be due to being stressed at the original timing? Answer, yes, Sienna Ree may add both abilities to the queue, then resolve them in your order, in your desired order. Next question, how will Pattern Analyzer work with Nyan Num Resistance T70X Wing? OP, well, I just want to make sure if I resolve the ability cues correctly. Here is the information relevant cards. Nine Num T70, after you gain a stress token, if there is an enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1, you may remove one stress token. Pattern Analyzer, while you fully execute a red maneuver, before the check difficulty step, you may perform one action. And the step below is how I resolve the ability cues. One, nine num fully executes a red K turn, having no enemy ships in his front arc at range zero to one. Nine num performs a boost action successfully with the help of pattern analyzer before the check difficulty step, and then has an enemy ship in his front arc at range zero to one. Nine num gains a stress token in the check difficulty step and remove it by triggering his pilot ability afterwards. 
4, 9 num performs a focus action. I hope I do resolve the cue correctly. Answer, correct on all counts. Last question, roll 6 dice and add one more result during the dice modification step. OP. Well, I've just noticed that it said that players roll a minimum of 0 to a maximum of 6, and there is no limit on the final dice result. So is it okay to roll 6 dice and have 6 crit, and adding one more hit result during the dice modification step, therefore being 7 hit results to the neutralized result step? Answer. Yes. The upper limit of 6 attack dice applies when determining the number of attack dice to roll during the roll attack dice step 2A of an attack. Adding a dice result happens in the dice modification step 2B and can exceed the upper limit of 6 dice. Alright, that'll do it for that. Let's go ahead and move on to our topic of the day. You're going to have to forgive me because this episode is going to be a little less repair, uh, prepared than I normally am. Um, which isn't really saying much, but there's just been a lot of stuff going on in my life recently. Uh, I wrecked my car. Yes, I'm okay. Yes, it was my fault. Uh, so I've been trying to find a replacement for that, and it's taking up quite a bit of my time. Uh, but really what I wanted to talk about was just squad building in general and how it's going to differ in 2.5 from even uh, 2.0 or even 1.0. And uh, what I'll point out is that in 1.0, when you were list building, uh, it, it didn't seem like as many of your points were going into upgrades. Uh, actually, let me, let me scratch that. You were building your lists, uh, and it seemed like in 1.0, you were building less ship counts with more highly modified ships. And because you were getting into that, you want to do whatever you can to modify dice results um, to the best of your ability. So you were, you were dealing with smaller ship counts and uh, more upgrades. When we get into 2.0, uh, at least initially, um, the trap was heavily loading out all your ships. And it just, it was always better to take an extra ship than to heavily load out all of your ships. And that just kind of seemed to be the trend throughout 2.0. Now we get into 2.5, and the list building is turned almost completely on its head. And you've got your squad building points, and then you've got your loadout points, and different ships have different squad building points, have different loadout points, and it all seems really confusing to start with. But here's the thing is it's it's different, but I don't necessarily think that that's bad. Um, and I don't think that we're going to run into the same type of problems that we saw in 1.0 and 2.0, where there were very specific ways to load out ships. Now, don't get me wrong, I still think we're going to see that, but I think that's because the X-Wing community as a whole, um, how do I say this nicely? We're just not very innovative. Um, we tend to 
go with what works. And I'm sure you've even seen that in talking about my list building. When I'm when I go back to to lists, I'm looking at things that did well in the past, and I'm trying to put my own particular spin on them. Whether that makes them better or not is completely in the eye of of the the beholder or the player. Um, but it's just kind of the thing. And so when I'm building lists now in 2.5, and I'm really struggling with this for a, a, a whole variety of reasons, but when I'm doing it now, it's kind of freeing to be able to spend a specific amount of points on the squad and another specific amount of points on upgrading those ships in there. It's like having your cake and being able to eat it, too. Um, it's, it's really kind of interesting in that regard. But what I'm noticing is I'm noticing, uh, and this could just be my local meta or the, the people that I talk to, but I'm noticing an increase in beef lists in 2.5. And again, I don't have a whole lot of data to back this up. This is just a gut reaction that I'm seeing, and I'm having trouble building out lists that, especially in certain factions, that can counter uh, these beef lists. And what I'm talking about is when you have, you know, four to five, um, eight to nine health ships out on the board, you you can't really alpha strike that. Um, you'd have to roll exceptionally well, and they'd have to roll exceptionally bad to remove a ship from a board in one round of combat. And then on top of that, you still have to deal with that ship's probably still going to be able to shoot and maybe around next round to shoot again. And um, you just put all this effort into trying to destroy this 8 or 9 health ship. And in the list that I'm looking at, and again, it could just be that I'm looking at the wrong list, to get that type of firepower back, you're not running another beef list. And you'll probably lose a ship in the exchange. So, you know, what, what do you do in this instance? Do you, you join and create a beef list of your own? Or do you look at more, well, how many proton torpedoes can I bring? Um, and I think what you'll find is not as many as you, as you would hope for. Um, maybe three in the list? I mean, you'll have, you'll have to check me on that, but just looking over, there's, there's not a lot of torpedo carriers, and the ones that do have torpedo carriers don't have that many loadout points to be able to fit the proton torpedoes. So it's, it's all of a sudden the proton torpedoes have become this really, really elite upgrade. So it's difficult to counter lots of beef list with proton torpedoes so now you have to look at other things so can you can you fit plasma tor torpedoes and that's really going to depend a lot on the loadout points of your squad which not all of them have the ability to do that so you know there's there's just a lot that goes in there sure you might be able to include maybe diamond boron but that's only going to help if they, um, if you can get the right things, and you can only include that on one ship, so there's 
the answer then becomes, well, I need to bring more three-die ships, but you have to bring enough three-die ships with enough agility to be able to counter the, the beef lists that are out there. And that really becomes a challenge. Uh, I, I do believe that beef lists are going to be the menace of this initial part of 2.5. Now, I could, I could be mistaken. Um, I definitely don't think it's going to be aces. Um, so that kind of then goes to efficiency lists and what lists you can build that are going to that are going to have the most. Sorry, my brain is just not working. But um, create the most action economy uh, things like that. So. When you're, when you're list building, those are the things that you want to look at. And one of the things that AMG pointed out is look at some of the ships that you didn't play before because there might be some hidden gems in there. And I, I do really feel like that's going to be the case. Uh, I know with the, the problem is, and this, this is just me speaking here, is... I don't know enough about the different objectives to feel confident in my list building that I can build a list that's going to be a good all-arounder, if that makes sense, right? Because that's going to be the challenge, is finding a list that's going to be decent across the board, decent at dogfighting, decent at the uh, satellite capture, decent at holding the points uh, and see and this is this is the thing like I don't even have all of the different scenarios memorized to be able to build a list around this but here's 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 the thing like you've spent the last several minutes listening to me complain about these different type of lists that are out here but it's just a temporary thing Right, it's it's getting into the new mindset to be able to play this game and build lists out in the in the different way. It's just familiarization, which I currently don't have, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's it's just I need to take the time to play these different events, test out different things build different squads, and go from there. And it's something that I think all of us could benefit from. We're going to see some of this data show up in List Fortress, right? Which is good. It's good to be able to go in there and look and see what's out there. And, I mean, if you look at the Cherokee Open and what did well there, there's fairly high ship count across the board. You know, speaking of the Cherokee Open, let's just take a minute and go through some of the, the three three lists just to see what was out there, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So the first one that we see was two Naboo Handmaidens with passive sensors and ion torpedoes, Ahsoka Tano with Chopper and CLT, Barris Offi with Instinctive Aims, Concussion Missiles, and CLT, Contrail with Alpha 3B Besh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi with instinctive aim, proton rockets, 
and calibrated laser targeting. Next, we see Plo Koon with Compassion, Crackshot, Proton Rockets, and CLT. Obi-Wan with Patience, Crackshot, Hole Upgrade. So I think that's Delta-7, Obi-Wan. Rico Lee with Outmaneuver, Fire Control System, R2-C4, and Ion Torpedoes. And then Hawk with Trickshot, Ion Missiles, Ghost Company, Suppressive Gunner, and Ablative Plating. Next, we've got a Rebel List, Wedge Antilles with Marksmanship, Proton Torpedoes, R3 Astromech, Hull Upgrade, and S-Foils. Ahsoka Tana with Instinctive Aim, Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, Concussion Missiles, and Shield Upgrade. Nora Wexley with Expert Handling, Ursa Rim, Hondo Anaka, and Veteran Tail Gunner, and Lieutenant Blau. Another Rebel List next with Dutch Vander with R4 Astromech, Ion Missiles, Saturation Salvo, Ion Cannon Turret, Horton Slam with Proton Torpedoes, Dorsal Turret, Yvonne Verlaine with Composure, Proton Torpedoes, and Dorsal Turret, Sabine Wren with Proton Rockets, Elusive, Marksmanship, and Hull Upgrade, and Thane Kyrell with S-Foils, Hull Upgrade, Dead Eye Shot, and R4 Astromech. Next, we've got Empire with one, two, three, four, five Ascidium Squadron pilots, Night Beast, Hellrunner with Elusive and Hull Upgrade, and Iden Versio with Tractor Beam and Hull Upgrade. Next, we've got CIS with a Bactoid prototype with landing struts, diamond boron missiles, independent calculations, another Bactoid prototype with landing struts, Tracer missiles, Magpulse warheads, and independent calculations. One, two, three bombardment drones with landing struts. One has ion bombs, proton bombs, and independent calculations. Another has cluster missiles and counternets. And the third one has thermal detonators and counternets. And then lastly, General Grievous with impervium plating, shield upgrade, Solus One, and outmaneuver. And we've got another Republic list, Obi-Wan Kenobi, with Patience, Marksmanship, Auto Blasters, R7A7, Anakin Skywalker, with Passive Sensors, R2C4, Proton Torpedoes, Barris Offy in the Delta-7B, with R2 Astromech and Hull Upgrade, and Wolf, with Dedicated, Veteran Tail Gunner, Clone Commander Cody, and R4P17. Next list is Rebels, with Wedge Intellies, with Elusive, Proton Torpedoes, R2 Astromech, and S-Foils. Luke Skywalker with Elusive, Proton Torpedoes, R2-D2, Shield Upgrades, and S-Foils. Thane Kyrell with Ion Torpedoes, R3 Astromech, and S-Foils. And AP-5 with Gen Erso and R4 Astromech. Then we've got another Republic list. JAG with Ion Torpedoes, 7th Fleet Gunner, and R4P Astromech. Wolf with Expert Handling, 7th Fleet Gunner, and R4P Astromech. Obi-Wan Kenobi with Extreme Maneuvers, R4P-17, and Calibrated Laser Targeting. And Hawk with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Kit Fisto, and Hull Upgrade. And for our last one, we've got Braylon Strom. It's a Rebel List with Marksmanship, Ion Cannon, Auto Blasters, Afterburners, and Stabilized S-Foils. Ten Numb with Elusive, 
fire control system, proton torpedoes, hull upgrade and stabilized S-foils, and Alexander Collis with Saul Guerrero, Leo Organa, and Lieutenant Blount. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me, and it helps get the word, the word out that this podcast exists. For my patrons out there, please update your shirt size, as I will be sending out shirts at the end of this quarter. Um, and it'll be the last big prize thing that we are doing. We are still going to be doing the ship giveaway this qu- this month, and it will be, and actually it should have been last month, um, I need to do that. I will probably do that next episode. Um, and that's going to be an N1 Starfighter. And then this month, the giveaway is not going to be a ship. It is going to be the Rebel Damage Deck. And to get entry into those giveaways, please consider becoming a patron. All right, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. This week's question is, how are you list building in 2.5? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.